like I said, episode 49, Rattlers on Sports Talk. Appreciate all the input I've been getting. I know I've been gone for a couple weeks, getting ready for the draft. I'm still doing, still making money in minutes, so y'all hit me up. If y'all want to get into what I'm doing, it's crazy trade. It's crazy, crazy money in minutes. Message me and I'll let you know all about it. But um, football is back. Football is back. College football, NFL football, it's fantasy football. It's all back, and I'm loving it. Uh, so we're going to talk about football, of course. We're going to talk about the rookie QBs. We're going to debate a little bit about them. We're going to talk about that loaded wide receiver class from last year um, and see how they panned out. We're going to talk about the vaccine and sports, especially in the NFL with the, with their mandated rules. Um, and then we're going to talk about one division that I'm, that I'm um, kind of upset about, why everybody's still calling it the NFC least. So we're going to dive into that, too. Um, first thing we're going to dive into is those rookie QBs. So my first thought process is fact or fiction. Trevor Lawrence will have the biggest impact among rookie quarterbacks. So when we look at that, we're looking at it. Of course, we're looking at Trevor Lawrence. We're looking at number two pick Zach Wilson. Then we're looking at Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. I mean, that's really what we're looking at right there. So when I look at this and the question was fact or fiction, he will have the biggest impact among those rookies. Let's look at it. Trevor Lawrence. You're on the Jaguars. You ain't got nothing to lose. They just traded Gardner Minshew to the Feagles. (laughs) The Eagles got Joe Flacco and Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts. Oof. Anyway, anyway. So he's the man. He's the man there. Ain't nothing to worry about. Even Tim Tebow's gone. You ain't got to worry about him coming in there doing nothing either. So, Trevor Lawrence, he's going to have all the opportunities. Just like, hey, Zach Wilson, he, he's day one starter too. Day one starter. But the thing about it is, is in the preseason, if y'all been watching, Zach Wilson has been looking all right. I mean, to my surprise, I was never high on him. But I'll tell you what, the more I look at him, he's got a little moxie to him too. He's got a little moxie. I ain't know. I guess with playing the BYU, BYU or whatever, it's like, you don't think about it, but yo, he got a little something to him. Maybe, maybe they knew what they was doing. And then you look at you know Trey Lance, Trey Lance, and he's splitting reps. But the word is Garoppolo is gonna start. So how much of an impact he's gonna make? Same thing with Justin Fields. Same thing with Mac Jones. When they get in, can they make an impact? Sure. But when will they get in to make that impact? So when I look at it, I'm like biggest impact between these rookies. Who's going to make the biggest impact? I'm going to say that's a fiction. It's not Trevor Lawrence. I think it's Trey Lance. And that's crazy. People are going to argue with me about it. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I didn't say he was going to have the best season. I didn't say he was going to have the best stats or the most yards or whatever. I said the biggest impact. And the reason why I say that is we know what the Jaguars are. If they win five games, they're lucky. Five games, they're lucky. The Jets, we know what they are. We know what division they're in. They win six games, they're lucky. The Bears, they already said they start Andy Dalton. And in that division, they could probably win seven, maybe, if he gets in. Mac Jones, I think he would probably be second just because of the team that he's on. But he's still got to beat out Cam. I know Cam's missed some time with COVID, but Cam's looking good in the preseason. He's got some, some preseason snaps. He's in the camp. You know, hey, and he can do things that Mac can't do. Just because we ain't seen it in the preseason yet don't mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's still Cam. 
But I picked Trey Lance only for this reason. Garoppolo, you know, knock on wood, hope he don't get hurt. I wouldn't wish it on nobody, but he's injury kind of prone. And they drive to Trey Lance to be Trey Lance. They see the upside. They see the motor skills. They see what he can do. He can move. He can run. He can do things. And he can chuck it. So, when we look at it, we're looking at. I'm looking at it, the biggest impact. The reason why I picked Trey Lance is because he's on the best team. The best situation. People say the 49ers can go to the Super Bowl. And in that division, in that division with Seattle, the Rams, Card, yo, that division is lethal. I'm expecting two, maybe three playoff spots to come from that division. I wouldn't be surprised if three did. I'm expecting at least two, though. But Trey Lance, he get, he become the quarterback of that team? He's bringing a different element. So I think Trey Lance is the answer who's going to have the biggest impact. Because once he gets in, it's a wrap. I feel like that team's going to soar. I feel like it's going to soar because he's the one that can change it. Zach Wilson, I mean, what's the most that he can do with the Jets? Lawrence, what's the most he can do with them? Fields, what's the most you can really do with Chicago? I think you're an upgrade over Dalton. That's not even a doubt. But, you know, and I love some Darnell Mooney. I got Darnell Mooney on a couple of my fantasy teams. You know, Allen Robinson, Montgomery, whatever. The defense is okay, but I don't know. Mac Jones, hey, I think he could do something with that team because I think the Patriots are very slept upon. Very slept upon. Um, and we'll get to that later. But I think the answer, my answer is Trey Lance. I think he's, he can have the biggest impact as a rookie QB. Because I think he can take them far in the playoffs. I don't think no other team can say that. Um, so, so, we got our rookie QBs. But remember last year when they had all these wide receivers get drafted. And Aaron Rodgers didn't get none of them. And now that's why you got all the problems now with Aaron Rodgers. But look at how the wide receivers turned out. I mean, you got Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs, Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, LaVisca Chenault, Brandon IQ, Jalen Rager. I mean, all these guys... Well, last year, and I'm not even putting out all of them. I'm just putting top of the top line. Look at all these guys. Unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable all these wide receivers that came in last year. And as a fantasy player, all these players got picked up. Well, except for maybe Jalen Rager because he's an eagle. And ain't nobody going to throw him the ball because he's an eagle. So, <laughs> I don't know, but one of them eagle fans might draft him. But anyway, so... Out of all last year's wide receiver class, who's sophomore year? Who's ready to pop it? Who's ready to who's ready to make this make this case? Who's ready to jump on things? I mean, we saw we saw Justin Jefferson just light it up last year. You know, we saw flashes of Brandon Ayuk I, I, or whatever. We saw flashes of CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs. I mean, I'm looking at it like Rager's out. LaVisca Chenault Jr., I think he's a stellar athlete, freak athlete. He can do all kinds of things. But, hey, you got a rookie quarterback now. You got Marvin Jones out there. You got DJ Shark out there. So you got some mouths to feed out there. So I don't know about him. T. Higgins, great year last year. Now they even got his boy Jamar Chase from LSU. And then you still got that slot, that slot machine, Tyler Boyd. So I don't know how much more he can do. Henry Ruggs, hey, you look good in flashes when you wasn't hurt. But you still got David Carr. Sorry, Brian. Still got David Carr throwing you the ball. And Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. But, hey, he stepped up and now he's a Patriot. What you going to do, Henry Ruggs? You got the number one corner on you now. You know, Darren Waller's still the top catchmaker out there. But 
you yeah, you can fly by people, but they're going to pay more attention to you now. So how much can you really do? Jerry Judy, who's on my fantasy team. I like Jerry Judy. Um, I think that he could be a stellar player this year. Um, we saw what DJ Moore did. DJ Moore and Curtis Samuels did with Teddy Bridgewater last year. Can Teddy Bridgewater do it with him? I was kind of hoping Drew Locke would be the quarterback because I think Locke goes down the field more. That's going to help like Court and Sutton, Sutton and Jerry Judy and all them boys. But I think Jerry Judy's there. C.D. Lamb, you got a healthy Dak Prescott now. Sky's the limit. I got him on one of my one, two of my fantasy teams too. Uh, Brandon Aku, Ayuka, whatever his name is. Are you going to get those same reps? You know what I'm saying? George Kittle was out. George Kittle's back. Who's on my fantasy team? And Debo's there. And you know how much Shanahan likes to throw the, run the ball, too. So, I think it comes down to Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb for the most part. I look at Jefferson and I say, okay, you had that great year. Team's going to know what you're going to do now. You still got Kirk Cousins throwing you the ball. And we saw what Stephon Diggs did with Kirk Cousins. He did good. But as it went along, he got frustrated with Kirk Cousins. I can see the same thing happen with Jefferson. He's going to be like, yo, this dude's not getting me to rock. La, 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 la. So I think the clear choice is CeeDee Lamb. I think CeeDee Lamb has the most consistent quarterback. And the way they throw it to the slot machine, I think CeeDee Lamb is going to wind up taking over. Michael Gallup on the outside is dope. Amari Cooper is a target machine. I think CeeDee Lamb's going to make those big splash plays. So if I had to pick any of those second-year receivers, I'm going with CeeDee Lamb. Just for the situation that he's in. Because you still got to pay attention to Zeke. You still got to pay attention to Zeke. And I know Justin Jefferson has Dalvin Cook, too. But um, I trust Dak more than Kirk Cousins, I think. And um, definitely over Bridgewater. Definitely over David Carr and Trevor Lawrence. I think I think CeeDee Lamb is the safest bet. So, CeeDee Lamb, if y'all got to drive, if you got to drive somebody, one of these receivers, I think CeeDee Lamb is the safest choice. So, we're talking about all the football and the different divisions and everything, but we can't get past this vaccine. This vaccine is crazy. Sorry, I got a little thirsty there. It's football season. I can drink a beer now. <laughs> but, um, so the vaccine, you know, people are mandating this, mandating that. The NFL is trying to go about it in a way that doesn't seem like it's unconstitutional and un-American and all that. I understand. Cool. I get it. It's a business. But what is up with Cole Beasley? Dude, we understand. You don't want to get the vaccine. So many others, like Kirk Cousins don't either. There's tons of them. But now the way the rule is, you can affect your team, your organization, and all involved with everything just by your actions. So for somebody like Cole Beasy who don't want to get the vaccine, you would think that they would try. And, and as vocal as you are, it's not about you don't want to get it. You're so vocal about it. Everybody can identify you and notice you are the one saying you don't want to get the vaccine. So wouldn't you do everything in your power to... To not put yourself in the ways that can get you in trouble. Playing around with people. Not doing this. Not doing that. Getting suspended now because of COVID protocol. You big dummy. You big dummy. What are you doing? All the attention's on you anyway. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of hearing about people talking about. I'm not doing it. They can't make me do it. I'm, I don't want to do it. Well, if you don't want to do it, don't play. Don't play. It's like It's kind of like in my job. You know, I work in healthcare. It's my choice. It's me and my wife's choice. We thought about it. We said, hey, are we going to do this? Is this something we want to do? We didn't want to do it. We didn't want to do it. We thought it was, we shouldn't be forced to do it. We talked about it, talked about it. Then it got to a point where it's like, do we want to work here? And we decided yes. So we, then we bit the bullet and took the shot. 
Well, if you want to play football in the NFL, you got to do what your business asks you to do. You ain't got to do it. Ain't nobody making you do it. Then you made enough money. Go sit down somewhere on your couch with your family. You know, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be like that, but I'm just saying like it's one thing to say I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to take every precaution necessary to make sure I don't hurt this team or hurt my franchise or hurt all the players in that locker room. I'm going to do everything I possibly can. I'm going to mask up. I'm going to say six feet. I'm going to do this. I won't go to extra things just to make sure I'm not a detriment to my team also. It's one thing to do that. But when you got somebody like Cole Beasley out here not doing that, doing the exact opposite, then get suspended already, what's going to happen when the season starts? What's going to happen when the season starts? You do something stupid like that and you cost your team a game, which could cost you home, home field advantage or something like that. Because you forget you got the Chiefs. It's supposed to be the Chiefs, Bills, Browns, and Titans. It's supposed to be the top four teams in the AFC. You cost one game, you might lose home field. And now the way the, the, way the playoffs are set up, it's only one team getting uh, by. You might cost your team a bye, which means bye-bye in the playoffs. See, we're talking about all this with the Bills. We're talking about all this. When we should be talking about Josh Allen and all his brand-new contract and how he destroyed them in preseason last night, the Packers. Destroyed them. Played a bunch and destroyed them. You know what I'm saying? We're not talking about the Bills, about challenging the Chiefs or anything like that. We're talking about the vaccine. Because word is that they're talking about teams might un- deactivate unvaccinated players. So they can't get held accountable for no crazy things. Is that bad? They're looking out for their own. They're looking out for their team and their franchise. That's what they're doing. They're looking out for everybody in that locker room. You know what I mean? So so you can't be mad. You know, it's one thing if you're not going to do it. If you're not going to do it, you need to do everything in your power to make sure you don't hurt your team. Simple as that. Simple as that. But we talking about that for the Bills. Why are we talking about that for the Bills? Y'all supposed to be talking about Super Bowl and bus. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's saying Chiefs, Bills, Browns, Titans. Top four. AFC. With a sprinkle of maybe a team here or there. But I'll tell you what, Buffalo Bills. Y'all better be wary of these guys. You better be wary of these guys right here. Don't sleep. Bill Belichick, yeah, they fell off one year with no talent. But they spent money, money, money. Money, money, money. They spent money. They spent money to make this team better. Cam's been working to get this team better. Yeah, they drafted Mac Jones, but that's to keep this team being better. That's what they're doing. And I'll tell you what, you keep sleeping. You keep sleeping on these Patriots and keep fighting within yourselves about this vaccine. Don't get caught. Don't get caught up. Because I'm looking at this Patriots team top to bottom, and I'm like, there's some talent out here. You ain't even seen the two tight ends play yet. You ain't even seen the two tight ends on the field. Damian Harris, which is another one of my fantasy running backs. Sonny Michelle's gone, so he's going to be a stud now. I hope. I'm hoping. Yeah, I was dogging Nelson Aguilar. But, hey, he's out there. Jacoby Myers is out there. You know what I'm saying? They got, they got people on their team now. They've got some people to throw to. Cam Newton's got some weapons. Buffalo Bills, you better stop worrying about yourselves and get yourselves together. Pay attention. Pay attention. I mean, I'm not sold on their defense 100% anyway. And, I mean, I love Josh Allen, but, hey, I love, I like Zach Moss, but y'all, him and Singletary, I mean, Knox, Titan, you got Stephon Diggs, you got you got Cole Beasley, maybe. Man, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. If the Patriots ain't right there with the Bills, they're like right, they're right here. 
and all and Bill Belichick's coaching, Josh McDaniels coaching, will elevate them to here. They know how to put people in the right situation to succeed. Simple as that. Don't sleep on the Patriots. That's all I'm saying, Bills. Don't do it. Because you get caught up in missing the game for vaccination and all this. Somebody broke protocol for COVID and this and this and this. You miss a game or two here in the standings, you lose the division. That's how I think it could be close with the Patriots. I don't think it's the Dolphins. Sorry, Brandon. And it definitely ain't the damn Jets. It's the Patriots that are going to battle for the Bills for, the, for that division. And if they got any COVID problems, it could slide right out of their fingers. Simple as that. But enough of the enough of the negative and all that. Let me let me give a Pharrell for a good Pharrell. I live in Harrisonburg, Virginia, um, which is one hour away from Charlottesville. And I don't know if y'all knew, but Christy Tolliver, um, Christy Tolliver, basketball player, she went to Harrisonburg High School, um, won a champ- state championship there, went on to Maryland, hit the game-winning shot against Duke to win the championship, played for my L.A. Sparks, my WNBA team, um, with Candace Parker, won a championship there, left, went to the Wizards, I mean to the Mystics, I'm sorry, to the Mystics in Washington, uh, won a championship there. And then was on the Wizards coaching staff. But now the Pharrell is Chrissy Tyler from Little Old Harrisburg High School, who's known was known for Ralph Sampson. She is a new assistant coach for the Mavericks. Great job, Mavericks. Great job. Great job, Christy. Represent Harrisburg. Represent VA. Appreciate it. Um, that's some good news. That's some good stuff for this area, man. That's big time stuff. We see so many people around this area that don't make it out. So much talent that's been in this area that never gets to make it out. Um, that's why I'm always on my boy, my boy so bad, Marcus Robinson Jenkins, who was a running back at Harrisburg High School, who's now at Alabama State. So I'm hyped for him in Alabama State, see what they're going to do in the swag, HBCU. Um, happy for that, coming out of Harrisonburg. Hey, Harrisburg's bringing some talent. This Valley's bringing some talent. They need to start noticing us and put us on the map. But um, that's some good stuff, Christy. Um, keep going. Hope you hope your influences a lot of people in this area to do the right thing. All right, Drew Harlow, Mister Five Four Zero Chopper, Mister Beat Maker for my intro. Here's a little stuff right here. As you can see, my Mets are smacking the Nats right now. But trending up, trending down. My trending down, of course, is my Mets. We're like seven and a half out of first place. Ever since Degrom went out, the All Star break, we've been down. In like t- less than two weeks, we went from first to like third, and out of it pretty much. Now, the other dude, other pitcher got COVID. Now, I'm just sitting here like I just don't understand what happened. I was so high on the year; we were so good, and I knew we couldn't hit the ball that well, and that was our biggest flaw. We had pitching. Then when the pitching, when Degrom went out, it, looked like it took our heart out of our team. I don't know what's going on with it. I enjoy still beating the Nationals, even though I don't mind the Nationals, but. Whole lot of national fans around here give me a lot of grief, so I gotta throw it in while I can. But that's my trending down, my Mets. I don't understand it. But I'll tell you what about the trending up is the other side of New York. What's up with them Yankees since July 4th? Best record in baseball, 718 over the last six weeks. They already got the wild card now. They were out of the playoffs big time. Out of the playoffs. They are on destruction. They just last night, they just broke their winning streak. Last night, just broke it. You know what I'm saying? They're in this position to host a wild card. They're three up on Boston for second place in the AL. And only four games back in the race. I mean, 
You talk about transforming your team. They were talking about firing Aaron Boone, doing this, dumping all these people. They were like, why are they buying players? They need to sell all their players. They're not going to make the play. They're in the playoffs. I'm sitting here like, what happened? It's like the Space Jam movie. You took all the power of the Mets and put it in the Yankees or something. I don't know what happened. But I know my wife's happy. She's a, she's a, she's a Yankee fan, So and my son also. So good for them while I have misery with my Mets. But, yeah, the Yankees, hey, they doing it, man. Anybody with the Red Sox, I'm good. <laughs> or the Astros. Oh, cheating mugs. But, um, yeah, that's crazy. Trending up. Yankees trending down Mets. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. But now, before we end the show, we're going to do our little fantasy. So, I got to do a little fantasy recap real quick. Fantasy recap. So, we had our fantasy drafts. And in my big league, which is my 14-team league, Fantasy fantasy Football Factory, 14 uh, teams in it. We've been doing this for a long time. And there's some powerful players in this. I mean, you know, if you get a ring in this league, it's something else. You know, so I look at it like I'm happy about the teams that I got, the players that I got. I I finally got um, um, some players that I wanted in the T-League last night. Not in my ESPN one so much. But um, the 14-team league, it's going to be tough. I, I kept Dalvin Cook, so I still got him. Um, I'm looking at different players that I might want to switch up. I'm not sure. But in the T-League, I got T-League has to be my favorite team. I think it's my wife's favorite team, too. We actually got players that we liked. I got, like, Kyler Murray, who I had last year. I love Kyler Murray. I got Keenan Allen, Jer- Jerry Judy, like I was talking about. I got Antonio Gibson, Redskin running back. This is the only team I got him in. I got the rookie Kyle Pitts at tight end. I got Gus Edwards real late, not knowing what happened to J.K. Dobbs. J.K. Dobbins. And I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm going to let this know everybody's in my leagues. I'm sorry I did the draft before a week early. Next year, it will not be because I don't want people getting hurt before the season starts. So that sucks. But, you know, I got sleepers like Fields, Boyd, Harris, James Conner. I'm happy with my team, bro. And then I just made a trade with... With Drew, 5-4-0 Chapa, he offered me Antonio Brown, who's leading the team in targets right now, over Godwin and over Mike Evans. You remember, this is Tom Brady's boy. Tom Brady's vouched for him. Tom Brady let him live in there with his supermodel wife. So, it's something about Antonio Brown. But, Drew is a Raiders fan. He didn't got Derek Carr on his team. He got Waller. He got uh, Kenyon Drake and all these other players, whatever, whatever. But, uh, now he got Henry Ruggs. He traded me Antonio Brown for Henry Ruggs. It could blow up in my face. It could be that person taking that second year jump. I'm going to take my chances, though. I'm going to take my chances, though. I got my daughter in the, my first work league. The work league looks way better than I thought. Me and my wife thought we were going to run away with this league. We were like, man, our team's going to be way so much better. But that one's only a 10-team league. So, I don't know. I think the teams are too close. But we'll see. But I love this time of year. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of fantasy stories on here. I'm always going to do my um, my ESPN League week-to-week segment on my show instead of typing it out every week. So that'll give me something easier to do on my show instead of typing it out. Plus, people that are listening can follow along with our league and see how I dominate. See how I dominate. But um, thank y'all for tuning in. Episode 49. We'll see you next time for episode 5-0. The big 5-0 is the next episode. Appreciate it, yo. Spread the love. Shout me out. 
Yo, George Teague, I'm ready, baby. I'm going to be on George Teague's podcast. I want to get on there and talk some trash about how I'm going to smack him around again this year, even though he beat me in the game last year. But, hey, I went to the championship. George Teague, defender of the star, Alabama great. He's in the ring of honor in Alabama. I'll see you, George Teague. I'm ready to get on the show. Drew and Mills, what happened with y'all's draft? Drew, you out here, you out here auto-picking? What, what, you big dummy. For real. For real. <laughs> All right, y'all. Red Lives on Sports Talk. Thank y'all. Appreciate it.